you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 2017 Pro Bowl vote is here. It's time to vote for the NFL's best players to earn their spot at Pro Bowl, where the best meets the next. Help your favorite player earn a coveted spot on the Pro Bowl roster. Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here, Move the Sticks. Buck, we've uh, we got a lot to get to today. Second episode of the week. I think it's going to be the best episode of the week because we've got some fun ground to cover. We've got some NFL games to preview. We've got some college games to pick, which we both suck at doing, but we're going to get better this time. Yeah, we're going to get better. We're going to start uh... – you know, I smell. I smell victory in the air. I think this is my week. Well, I think I, this is my week. I smell it. I smell it in the air. I, I got it. I think this, this, this is the week where we get it done. Well, like I said, I'm no longer trying to win. I'm just trying to catch you. <laughs> to get out of last place. Um, so we've got that ground to cover. But a couple things I want to talk about first before we get there. Um, I wrote something today. It should be up. Actually, maybe it comes up today or tomorrow. I don't know when it will be up. But uh, I did my Ask 5 question, reached out to five personnel executives, and asked them, if you could build around one quarterback from the previous two draft classes, so that gives us Mariota and Winston from last year. Mm-hmm. Then you look at this year, Goff, who hasn't played yet, he's going to start this weekend. You have Wentz, you have Prescott, who's tearing it up. You know, Kessler's playing a little bit. So out of that group of quarterbacks, you could pick one to build around. Uh, I'll give you what their answers were here. What do, what do you think here, Buck? Well, let's see. Well, we can't put Goff in. I would think a lot of people would lean a little bit towards Carson Wentz just because big body, nice stature, kind of looks the part, either him or Marcus Mariota. Yeah, it's funny you say that because we ended up getting three votes for Carson Wentz and we got two votes for Marcus Mariota. And the, and the guys that that picked Wentz used a lot of the stuff that you talked about. He's uh, the it factor, all the, the intelligence, the work ethic, the leadership, all that stuff's off the charts. Size, arm strength, mobility, he can do everything you want to do. And now statistically, you stack him up with those other guys, you know, with, with what Dak has done this year. Dak's superior there. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Winston Mariota playing at, at a pretty high level. But they just feel like going forward, he has so much upside. And they point to who he's throwing to uh, there with the Eagles and some of their, you know, look, look, since Lane Johnson's gone out of the lineup, they are not 
very good. No, not very, not the same. So, and they just everybody says the same thing. Everybody likes Dak Prescott. Everybody admits they missed on Dak Prescott, but they're still a little bit reluctant there to say that he's the dude. It reminds me a little bit of Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson took off. It's been a slow process for people to finally say, okay, yeah, he's 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 that good. And remember what they said about Russell Wilson? Wow, oh, he's got Marshawn Lynch. He's got the defense and. Now, anybody could be successful there. You hear a lot of the same things said about Dak with the offensive line, the run game, and the weapons around him. That you know, a lot of people I talked to said, "Man, if you popped him out, and you know, I can't imagine putting Mariota in there. You imagine how difficult that Cowboy team would be to defend with Mariota or any of these other guys." So, everybody likes him and respects him, but they did not list him as the guy they'd build around. You know, it's funny because I'm I'm gonna make the counter to that in terms of talking about guys to build around. I think Dak Prescott could be someone intriguing to build around. And I, the reason I'll say this is because he stepped into what I thought was a very, very difficult situation. He stepped into a situation where this is a team that has Super Bowl, Super Bowl aspirations on Tony Romo. And the year before when they had the revolving door of backup quarterbacks, they couldn't get a win. And I think it's easy to say now that anyone could step in there and have success. But a year ago we saw Matt Castle and Kellen Moore and those guys struggle trying to win games. Even Brandon Whedon, I want to say. Um, and they couldn't get it done. And so for Dak Prescott to step in there and have the success, and I know the surrounding weapons around him are nice, but he's shown poise, he's shown confidence, he's shown leadership ability that I think all of us missed. And when I really looked at him and I go back and look at my notes, I wrote down he reminded me of a, a rugged playmaker, kind of like a Steve McNair. And I think – Ultimately, that's kind of how his career is going to play out. He's going to be a guy that it doesn't always look pretty, but at the end of the day, particularly in Dallas, he's going to consistently get his team to the winner circle. And really, when we look at quarterbacks and how we judge him, that's really what we judge him on. He's a winning quarterback. Yeah, the one thing I would counter with that, to counter your counter, would be no Zeke Elliott there last year. True. Yeah, you had 88 was injured a good good chunk of the season. So it wasn't quite the same. Now, I'm the Dak Prescott obviously far superior to anything they trotted out there after Tony Romo got mm-hmm. hurt last year. But to me, look, I, I think this is going to be one of those cases I'm I'm buying him. I, I'm buying Dak Prescott, and I think you're going to see more people, the longer he does this, the longer this success is sustained, you're going to see more people getting on board with it. Right now, it's it's like, let's say there's, what, five phases of grief? Yep. So you're an evaluator. You missed on Dak Prescott. It's like the first phase is, okay, I, I was – wrong and then you get a little bit come back well but it's the situation that he's in you know, absolutely on it that's part of it and then then it'll come back to okay now he's he's really good and to eventually be like okay he, he what he does translates anywhere he would have played well yeah and and like ultimately like all quarterback situations aren't the same I mean obviously if we put like a Jameis Winston in that situation where he has the offensive line in the running game maybe he doesn't look like um, a bit of the turnover machine that he's been at times and Tampa, I think all situations um, kind of require different skills and allow different skills to shine. The thing that we can say, Dak is showing outstanding poise, outstanding confidence, leadership ability, and even clutch in terms of being able to kind of win some games at the end. Because that pressure-packed moment that he was able to kind of shine a little bit during the Pittsburgh Steelers says a lot about him. But I believe, you know, we've heard about this quarterback epidemic, but when we really investigate there's some young quarterbacks doing some things. I think the big thing that we'll take away from this and evaluators and coaches should take away from this with young quarterbacks, what's the best way to get them up and going? Um, is it um, taking what they did in college and building around that and kind of slowly kind of assimilating them into what uh, you typically want to do? 
or can you just kind of put a lot of it on them and see how they sink or swim? We've seen that happen in Jacksonville with Blake Borders that haven't necessarily been successful. He's run up good numbers, but he hasn't necessarily flourished. It will be interesting when everything is said and done and we look at this new crop of quarterbacks coming in in 2017 in the draft, what is the approach that guys are going to take when it comes to that position? Well, it's interesting. You, you kind of teed me up perfectly here because the next thing I want to get into, something else that uh, will be in our notebook, which – what is our notebook? Come out tomorrow? I think, yeah, it does come on on Friday. Yeah, our little – Friday's Friday, Friday. Well, scouting notebook will, will be up on NFL.com. But one of the topics I tackled last week, I looked at teams that will be in the running back market. It's going to be the best group of running backs in the draft I think we've Outstanding. seen in a long time. Outstanding market. Loaded. Um, quarterbacks, again, we don't know who's going to declare. But even if everybody that's eligible declares, I don't think it's a stellar group of guys. I think there's some raw guys with some upside. But no, there's no Mario, no Winston. It's not an instant of those guys. franchise changer just based on their own talents that can just come in there and play in any system and have the kind of success that can have you do what Andrew Luck was able to do in Indianapolis, go from a 2-14 and team to being a playoff team. So I, I tried to jot down, and I wrote in here, the teams that will be in the quarterback market. And how about give me a percentage here. So these are the top. I have one, two, three, four, five. I have six teams I believe will be Jeez. in the quarterback market in this draft class, okay? I mean, I'm so I'm going to give you six. You tell me a percentage that they that – they, should draft a quarterback. Is this like a 70% chance they take one? All right. Whatever. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. Mm. See, now this hurts me to my heart. I'm going to say 80%. 80, you're putting 80%. 80%. Just because the 20% is, is in the Cody Kessler RG3 bag? Is that it, what you're your 20, – 20%, 20% at? on the Cody Kessler RG3 and more 15-5 Cody Kessler versus <laughs> RG3. Because I believe, like, when you really look at the numbers and look at what Cody Kessler's done, like, he hasn't um, – Done a poor job. He's played six pretty touchdowns, well. one pick. He's played pretty high, well at the position. High passer rating. Doesn't have a lot of stuff around him. I, I mean, the emergence of Terrell Pryor certainly helped him. Um, I would like to see him given a chance to do it, but also understand the outside pressures. They have to find a quarterback. The dilemma that you have in Cleveland now. Do you love any of the quarterbacks in this draft? Say you pick a number one. Do you love any of these quarterbacks not, that not could be there. available? Not there enough to take them at number one because that's what. People say because they go, they have the number one pick, and they bypass a quarterback again. Who the Heat? Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, by the way, just trolling the heck out of him. I, mean, I thought just, for sure they were going to take Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, how many quarterbacks have I played against when I play those? I know, dudes? but see, I, I think Cleve- every time I think Cleveland may get a win this week against. Big okay, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so you're saying eighty percent? Here's the thing I'll say about Cody Kessler, and I, he's a great kid. He's he's uh, see that's leader. all. See that's the breakup thing. Ah, uh, you know, I great personality. I like you got you're a great, great personality. Great, you're great. You're I'm great. doing this for you, not for me. Yeah, okay? yeah. I need to find myself. It's not about you. It's it's, a, it's my fault. It's mm-hmm. nothing you did. My daughter's 15, Buck. She's and I'm coming to the realization I got we got to teach her how to drive. And Ooh. so I started thinking back to when I learned how to drive. You remember when you learned how to drive, and uh, you go like about five feet. Then, Oh, yeah, another, you're just constantly hitting the brakes. That's like watching Cody Kessler. Drive <laughs> the it's not a smooth drive that gets you all the way to your destination. It's every five feet. It's hey, it's third and eight. Oh, let's get a little four yard completion right here. Oh, it's hey, we're inside the twenty. Let's let's make sure we protect that three. We protect protect the football. So make sure every drive ends in a kick. You can't go wrong. Yeah, well, it doesn't get me all that fired up. So I'm going to put that at 95. You go 80. Whoa, 95. Uh, San Francisco, Bucky. I'm actually going to go. Percent. <laughs> you go 90? 90. 90%. 90%. I'm going to say. 90%. Only, I'm because, gonna... only because Cap is coming off an almost 400-yard game. And then he played okay against the Arizona Cardinals. And 
athletically, he's a nice fit for what Chip Kelly wants to do. But it hasn't translated to a lot of wins, so maybe you have to kind of kick the can down the road. All right, I'm going to give you my percentage and then explain it, okay? I'm going to go 99%. Ooh. And the reason I'm going 99%, I'm going to leave 1% out there in case a, a catastrophe happened in the draft room <laughs> and they could not get, get the, the card, card in. in. That's they the only that's, the I'm going to leave 1% chance for a catastrophe. But I'm going to go 99%. All right, how about the New York Jets? Got Hackenberg, got Bryce Petty, got Geno Smith. Got your favorite player in the NFL, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's well, a lot of QBs, man. I can guarantee 100% Geno Smith won't be there and Ryan Fitzpatrick won't be there. So okay. now you have to make a decision between Bryce Petty, Christian Hackenberg, and whatever's dangling out there. Uh, because of that, I will go – let's go 85%. You go 85% on the Jets? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm reserving 15% for a Hackenberg sighting at the end of the year that may inspire them to say that maybe they have their franchise quarterback. That's a high pick they used on him. So I'm gonna go I'm, second round. I'm pick. gonna go. I'm gonna go 65 percent. Even though I think they need one, I think when you take one where they've taken him, second round, they're gonna give him a chance there. So I'm gonna say 65 percent. All right, here we go. How about Chicago? <sighs> okay, let's see. I don't know Pace as well as I know Foxy. Um, Fox has never really played a real young quarterback. He's more prone to a a, a veteran guy. Um, and I look at the draft class. Uh, I will say in the draft, let's go 60%. You want Chicago 60%? 60%, but the chances that Jay Cutler is their quarterback, I think maybe they move on. So maybe a veteran quarterback for them. All right, you're going 60%. I'm going to say with the Bears, I'm going to put it at 75%, but I'm going to leave that 25% out there because you have a chance maybe Tony Romo, Midwest guy. How about Brian Hoyer? No. How about Tony Romo? I mean, now, interestingly, I discovered, I mean, Tony Romo and Ryan Pace played together in college. How about that? Ryan Pace was the captain of Eastern Illinois when Tony Romo was running the scout team. So maybe there's some synergy and some connection there. Ah, take that back. I'm going to drop that down to 65%. <laughs> the pace the pace Romo nugget. Nice <laughs> nice research there. I'm going to go 65%. All right, here's one for you. How about the Arizona Cardinals, Buck? Oh, I think they go. I think they realize they have to go. I'm Carson Palmer is going to be 37. And he's not playing well. I'm going to say 90% that the Arizona Ooh. Cardinals find the guy. Because, I, look, I – Drew Stanton is a nice backup, but there's a difference between being a backup and a QB1. And I don't know if you would want to have a sustained period where Drew Stanton is leading your team. I believe they have to find their franchise quarterback of the future in this draft. Typically, when you look at Bruce Arians, he, he look, he took a chance on Logan Thomas as a big, strong arm yeah. passer. I would look for one of those guys somewhere in the draft class. We haven't started investigating it, but someone who is big, has the requisite prototypical physical dimensions and a strong arm. They're going to pick them within the first three rounds. All right. I'm going to uh, 90%, huh? That's strong. Come on. They have to invest in the position. I, I'm going to match you. I'm going to say 90% as well. I, I agree with what you said right there. I, they, Carson Palmer's old. They have to get in the mix, get a young guy. I'll tell you what. There's one player who, ability-wise, fits beautifully oh, what yeah? they want to do. Does he wear a shiny gold helmet? Um, it's very it, Yeah, sometimes it's shiny. Sometimes <laughs> it's not as shiny. They, they have different <laughs> uniforms that they wear, which is odd because it's such a traditional powerhouse yes. program. Yes, um, but shiny, yeah. shiny, shiny helmet. I don't know if he's going to come out or not, but he would look pretty good in that system. He would look great in that system. He would look great in that system. And if Carson Palmer is able to come back for another year 
and he's able to redshirt and just kind of get away from, I mean, Bruce Arian kind of coaches hard, but get away from some of the yelling and screaming that he had to endure on the sideline. Maybe. Again, we're not saying who this player is or isn't, but he may or may not touch a sign that says play like a champion today Maybe. on every, the way every, out. Every time he runs out, yeah. Just, you know, just, just saying. Just saying. I'm he'd, be, not... he'd look really good in that. All right, the last team that I had on the list, I wouldn't have said this probably before the season, but Jacksonville, are they back in the quarterback market the way Blake Bortles has played? Man, I think they have to seriously consider it. I, I'm gonna go low percentages, but I'm, I'm well. I'm gonna go above. Let's go 55. percent You going so better than 50? Better than 50 percent chance? Yeah, more more than likely they have to go. Um, I think you have to, you have to at least consider it because we will acknowledge that most of the time in draft rooms we talk about it takes three years to determine whether a guy can play or not. At the end of this third year with Blake Bortles, I think we feel the same about him as we did beforehand and so it's about to come due in terms of you have to make a commitment are you going to extend a second year like a second contract to him and when you look at what he's done he is ultimately oscar remember um what is it is that sesame street i thought you were gonna go the odd couple but yeah that's sesame street oscar the grouch oscar the grouch popping up out the trash can that's blake bortles (laughs) blake bortles is the ultimate garbage man because all of his stats and all his vital statistics come in the fourth quarter when the game is out of hand they're down by two touchdowns he runs rings up another 300-yard game. He puts a bunch of touchdowns on the board, but they're meaningless stats. And so you're looking at him, the mechanics have fallen off. Um, I worry about his leadership ability in terms of being able to galvanize. And we talk about trucks and trailers. They're supporting cast on the outside. They have some perimeter Marquise weapons. Lee, by the way, playing playing nice right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, they have three receivers that can play. They have two running backs in the backfield. Their offensive line is eh. But still, he has enough with even Julius Thomas in the middle, he has enough where he should be playing at a higher level than he's playing. I think you have to have some serious concerns. And so if you're Jacksonville, you have to look at what he is and what he's done in three years and look at what is available out there. And we, I know we talked about the quarterback not, market not being great in terms of the draft class, but he hasn't been great either. So I think you have to weigh those guys against each other. You remember last year we did the R&B songs that describe players? We did like, yes. like 90s songs mm-hmm. that correlate with a player. Uh, so I was thinking of with Bortles when I when I watch him throw. I, it's not an R&B song, but I think I think it was an '80s song. I come from the land down under. <laughs> the ball just comes all the way down below the waist. Uh, anyways, that's we can we can we need to re- bring that. I game mean, this is a long. It is a long, long yeah. wind up, long delivery. And when you couple that with questionable decision making, you have a lot of turnovers. And the turnovers are the thing that really kills you because. At this stage of his career, he needs to understand how to play winning football, and he just doesn't know how to do it at this point. I'm going to get that song stuck in your head. Um, all right, Buck. So those teams then. and uh, So you said 55%. I didn't say my percentage yet. I'm going to say the Jags. I'll put it at, right at a coin flip. I'm going to say it's 50%. I don't know or not. See how he finishes up the season. If he can turn it around a little bit. You know, you invest in a guy that high, you man, you you want to give him every opportunity, and you know, let's see, there there have been some bright spots this year, just hasn't been quite as good. All right, what teams am I missing, Bucky, that could be in the quarterback market? I think we have to always consider the teams that are looking for the quarterback of the future, particularly after the success that the Dallas Cowboys had, kind of hitting on a fourth rounder when they felt like they had an older quarterback that could kind of carry them in the next year or two. I think you have to look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, the San Diego Chargers, and even the New Orleans Saints. Um, 
Maybe even throw in the New York Giants in there only because you're talking off about that class, off that four, class, man. four quarterbacks that, you know, the end is closer. <laughs> to, I mean, like they're, they're, they're nearing the end of their career. On the back nine. They're, playing, they're playing at a high level. You would like to have someone in place. And when we look at the backup quarterbacks at each of those respective spots, Pittsburgh, I don't think you fried up about Landry Jones. San Diego, Kellen Clemens, we need to find someone better. And New Orleans, I don't even know because they got rid of Gary Grayson. I'm trying to figure out who is the backup quarterback in New Orleans. Does anyone know who the backup quarterback is? Can we look that up? Can we get research on can, that? Can we get somewhat? I, I, it's not, I don't one, of the, it's not one of the McCowns again, is it? They had a McCown. Yes. Is that, is That's that, who it is. Yeah. That's who it is. Don't, don't worry about it, Arjun. I think we got it. I think it's Luke McCown. All right. We, we definitely have to find always, a, another young quarterback. Never sleep on a McCown. And then New, the New York Giants is Ryan Nassib. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, you've never bought that one. All right, it's interesting. It's interesting to see who's going to be in that market, what quarterbacks come out. We are going to elevate some of these guys. You know what's going to happen. Uh, I've done a good bit of work on these these guys. I'm anxious to see some more of them live in the bowl game. I need to go see that shiny helmet team against USC here next week and get another look. Shiny helmet. At another shiny helmet. Shiny helmet team, can he can change the narrative if he has a big game. Yeah, he's played pretty well the last couple weeks. Um, all right, Bucky, let's do our, uh, let's do our preview here of the weekend. We do – a draft of our three favorite games. We alternate here. Uh, I think you went first last week, Buck. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start us off here. The game I'm looking to the most, not just because I used to work there, but the Eagles and the Seahawks, to me, when you look at a great matchup. And, and inside of this game, the things I'm looking forward to, this Eagles defensive line against a so-so uh, Seahawks offensive front. But you got Russell Wilson, who's moving around better now. So, that's going to be the challenge from, for the Eagles. Can they keep Russell Wilson contained inside the pocket? I like on the outside the matchups favor, in my opinion, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. So, yep. again, almost all these Eagles games, I say the same thing every week. If, if, if they can get home with their pressure, they're going to be fine. If they can't get home, they're in trouble. I actually – I think I picked the – yeah, I did pick the Eagles in this one because I do think they'll be able to affect the quarterback. Tough place to play in Seattle. Uh, but I, I think this matchup – with with Brandon Graham when he's lined up next to Fletcher Cox, I don't think they can block those two dudes. No, I think it'd be tough. But the the guy who wears the big sombrero in this game to me is Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews no. has to be able to run the ball effectively against the Seattle Seahawks front line. If he's able to run the ball and get close to 100 yards, it alleviates some of the pressure on Carson Wentz to throw. We talk about the matchups on the outside. I don't like those matchups for the Philadelphia Eagles. So the only way they can affect the coverage is for Matthews to be successful running the ball. Matthews and Sproles have to combine for 30-plus carries, and they need to have about 130 rush yards because that is what can keep the balance and prevent the Seahawks from teeing off on Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's going to be a key in this game, Buck. Some people on Periscope, before we get to the next game, want to know what to expect from Jared Goff. What do you think? I think Jared Goff is actually going to come out like a house on fire. I think they're going to set him up. We talked about the script. Bubble, bubble. He's going to have a lot of uh, at-the-line-of-scrimmage throws early in the game. It'll be interesting to see how Vance Joseph attacks. But I think he's going to be an upgrade over Case Keenum in his first game. Look for him to have, let's say, 220 yards and you put two numbers. Touchdowns. You're putting numbers on it, huh? Well, yeah, they ask the people want. I know they're doing it for their fantasy. So two touchdowns, 200-plus yards. I don't know if they can get the win, but he's going to excite the, the fans. Here's, here's the thing that's going to be interesting in this game for Goff. The way the Dolphins are built, they're going to get pressure, and they're going to get pressure right up the middle, inside in his face. So to me, but outside too, Mario Williams and Cam Wait. I mean, it's, no, it's not it's not ideal. ideal group, but I'm just saying, just with Sue inside, that's the worst thing for a young rookie quarterback is to condense that space. Just I hope they park him in the shotgun, let him get comfortable out there in the gun, just catch 
and throw. Just catch, rock, and throw. Get him some of those tunnel screens, those bubble screens early on. Get Todd Gurley the ball out of the backfield. Put hit, put him under center at your own peril in this game. I mean, I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the matchup for his first start personally. I don't like the matchup, but if I had some advice that I would give to the L.A. Rams, I would say go up-tempo, play faster, see if you can tire out that front line. Find a way to create some of those package plays where you can have some individual isolation routes to some of his guys. Feed Tavon Austin the ball repeatedly on bubble screens and quick routes and find a way to get the shotgun running game going with Ty Gurley. If anything, Ty Gurley's been a bit of a disappointment, but I think he's been a disappointment because they've tried to play traditional ball. I think they need to open it up, spread it out, and see if they can create some running lanes for him. Jerry Goff is the key to that. Uh, Arjuna behind the glass might know this, uh, our producer here. Do we know on the next-gen stats how they can they monitor everything, everything on that? Yep. Do they, is there a way that they could get the shot chart of where the quarterback actually releases the football from? Yeah, they can do. Do we have the capability? Uh, yeah, inside the pocket, outside the pocket. They have that. I can. But I'd like to actually that. see a chart of it. Like, you know, in a basketball game, you'll see his, no, they his have chart. The chart. They so have, you they can have show the exactly where he's releasing the football they, from. They do. They have that. So, to me, the success of Jared Goff in this game, a lot's going to be determined on that being a varied chart. Can, a, lot, can, a lot of times we talk about, oh, you want to get the quarterback off the spot. No, no, no. He needs to kind of get move him around. Don't p- park him in the pocket against this crew. I mean, no, not, get not out against, and move around a little bit. Not against the Dolphins crew. Um, not with that front line because I believe they can get fresh pressure with only four. They don't have to blitz them, but you need to get them moving so they can't just line up and say, like, hey, Jerry Goff is going to line up at their seven and a half yards on a grassy knoll, and we're just going to tee off and get to them. Move them around, make the ball come out quick. Tom Brady, on average, gets the ball from uh, snap to release in 2.29 seconds. I think Jared Goff has to have the ball out of his hands, two and a half seconds or less, because if he does that, it means that it's coming out quick. It doesn't. It also means that they're having those quick primary, secondary read, ball is out. Don't ask him to do too much, but I need to have him playing at a pace that's very similar to what he did at Cal. All right, give me another game here, Buck. We're looking forward to it. Uh, how about Redskins and the Packers? And the reason I'm fascinated by this game, look, the Packers are in the middle of a losing streak. A lot of heat is coming under Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy has defended himself, defended his team. I want to say his record is 102-60-1. That's ridiculous. Uh, they've been to the playoffs seven straight years. Packer fans need to kind of calm down a little bit. They're not playing like they want. But really my focus is on the other side and Kirk Cousins because I'm trying to determine what Kirk Cousins is when it comes to the contract and the value as a franchise quarterback. And in my notebook, I am – doing a thing on Kirk Cousins. And the thing that I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, the Redskins in the first seven games, single back formation, they were in at 37% of the time, shotgun 51% of the time. His passer rating was at 99.1 in single back. The last two games, they've kind of balanced that out. Mm-hmm. Single back 46% of the time, gun 45% of the time. But in single back formations, 131.1 passer rating. He's competing, t- completing 21 of 27 throws out of that. Single back means that they're running the football. They're using the run to kind of set some things up. And as he gets more comfortable with Jamison Crowder and Jordan Reed and even Vernon Davis, you're seeing him play at a higher level. Look, they, what, 5-1-1 one one their last seven games. He's playing well. This is a money year. He continues to play well. He puts it on against the Packers on Sunday night for everyone to see. You're going to have to pay the man whether you think he's a true franchise quarterback or not. Well, I just want to clarify something now. We, uh, we're allowed to say good things about Kirk Cousins now? Yeah, we can say some good things. I think there was like a media mandate that you had to just couch everything he does. Oh, well, this. Oh, well, that. Look, 
the dude's playing good football, man. He's playing he is going to get paid, and it's not one of those deals. Everybody's making it sound like they're getting held up at a bank, and they're gonna the Redskins are just going to have to reluctantly part with their money. This guy's playing good enough for them to win a lot of football games. He's playing good enough for them to win, and they built the team really around his talent. So what you're seeing is kind of like a, a nice marriage. Jay Rudin's offense is kind of a dink and dunk, quick rhythm pass game, very much like he did with Andy Dalton. Kirk Cousins is at his best when he gets the ball out of his hands. When you ask him to do more than he's capable of in terms of asking him to do a whole lot, like it doesn't work. But as long as they're able to be rhythmic, throw it on time, and have the running game to offset it, he has been very, very good. And when we talk about franchise quarterbacks, I think it's very important that we kind of define what we mean. A franchise quarterback doesn't mean he has to be the franchise quarterback for all 32 teams. Mm. He just needs to be the guy to fit what you do. And in Washington, Kirk Cousins fits what Jay Gruden wants to do, so the marriage works. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. That's a good one. All right, I'm going to go Mexico City for the Monday nighter. Texans Raiders should be a good one. We have a video on NFL.com previewing this. I think it's also on the podcast Pick'em Show, which will come on the network this weekend. Um, But it's going to be fascinating to watch Amari Cooper – and, uh, and Crabtree grew up against this Texas secondary that, according to somebody on Twitter, that was not happy with our Number secondary. one and number six corner. That, that's the uh, the best secondary in the history of the National Football League. I mean, you know, like stats are stats and stuff like that. But my eyes would tell me they're pretty good, but we will see how good they are. The problem that you have when you deal with the Oakland Raiders, you have two number one receivers. And at any time, either one of those guys can go off. And if you're not going to challenge them at the line of scrimmage, meaning press, put your hands on them, disrupt the timing timing and rhythm of their routes, Derek Carr is going to feast on them. And they're just good enough running the football. I want to say they're fourth in in, in rush offense with Latavius Murray and and another uh, couple backs rotating in. They can give you problems for the Houston Texans. The main deal is their defense has so much pressure on them because they have to keep the score down because on offense, Brock Osweiler and his crew cannot manufacture points. And so nine yards. You have to be disappointed based on the production versus the compensation. Um, say what you want to come into the season. I had some questions about Brock Osweiler because since high school prior to the year, he had only started 22 games since he left high school. Not a lot of reps and you're banking that this guy can jump in and be the franchise quarterback, he has to find a way to be more productive. Bill O'Brien has to help him with the play calls. But at some point, it's on Osweiler to show people that he is um, a big-money free agent, marquee player. Yeah, it's going to take a little time. I'm not going to give up on him just yet. But, uh, yeah, you're disappointed in the overall offense there in Houston. All right, Buck, what's another one? Another game for me, I'm going to go to one of your old teams. How about the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens? The reason this one is fascinating to me, I think we've reached a point with the Dallas Cowboys. Everyone is now acknowledging that they're a good team. There are some that are saying they're a great team. There are some that are even saying this is the best team in the league. My eyes still tell me that on defense they have problems. And I just wonder if they can continue to kind of play heavy-handed offense where they're playing keep away and kind of dominating you in the fashion that we say like basketball season's underway, kind of like Wisconsin basketball. Their best defense is their deliberate offense. For Dallas, it's the same way. Can Baltimore crack the code on that offense? Can they keep the score down? Can they contain Ezekiel Elliott? Can they force Dak Prescott to throw against loaded coverage? If they can do that, I think their offense can generate enough points. Mike Thomas is the guy to watch 
It's Mike Thompson. Mike, no, no, no. Mike, Mike you're talking Wallace. Mike Wallace. Wallace. Mike Wallace. I don't know why. You got Mike Perryman Thompson. and Wallace. You got a couple of Wallace. Speed Wallace. Guys. Wallace, the speedster on the outside. Can he get over the top of that defense? We saw Pittsburgh has some success passing the ball. Mike Wallace could hit a home run or two. This is a game that I think is going to be better than most people imagine. In fact, I think the Ravens may get a dub here. Yeah, that that would not shock me if the Ravens won this game. This is their type of game because they want to play a street fight. It doesn't matter. You go back over the last decade. You want to play a they real love physical beat-you-up game? They love these games. That's and what so they're all you're about. You're talking about going toe-to-toe in the ring. If we talk about a U- UFC fight, much like Conor McGregor and, and my guy over his day, you don't want to stand in the ring necessarily with the Baltimore Ravens. So this would be a great test for the Dallas Cowboys. It also could be a statement game for the Ravens. That's why I got my eyes on that one. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. All right, last one here real quick. We each do one and just kind of mention the, the, the game and what you're looking forward to, one thing inside that game. I'll go Bucks chiefs I just want to see Jameis Winston with all the heat and the pressure that the Chiefs can put on him. I was reminded this week of D. Ford having said at the Combine, remember that year that he was better than Jadavian Clowney and everybody kind of laughed it off, and D. Ford's kind of doing his thing. Nobody's laughing anymore. No, 10, 10 and a half sacks coming off the edge, outstanding speed and quickness. And I know this is going to be unpopular, but the Kansas City Chiefs might be the best team in the AFC. 17-2 and two their last 19 games, and it's not pretty, but the reason they're able to win in a non-sexy fashion – Plus 14 in the turnover margin. They don't turn the ball turn the ball over, and they take it away. Marcus Peters, Eric Berry, those guys are doing a great job in the back end. They will get Justin Houston back, and when they're able to get Tamba Ali, Justin Houston, D. Ford, if they can get up on you, they can come after you, and they can make it very, very tough for you to move the football. Watch the Kansas City Chiefs because I think they match up with everybody, and that includes the New England Patriots, even though I know they lost up there last year in the playoffs. All right, Buck, this is uh, this is a time that I used to look forward to and now I dread. Time to make our college picks. Pick them. Uh, you ready to roll here? Let's. Uh, why don't you drive the bus here? Okay, so here we go. Picks. We have Oklahoma versus West Virginia. It's at West Virginia. It's a two-point game. We have Kent taking West Virginia. Sully going with Boomer Sooner. Who are you rolling with? Wow. Man, this is – this is the good two-point game. I had a big two-point win last week with uh, SC. You picked SC as well. I think we both hit the two-pointer. Yeah, it didn't help me much. Six I don't five. like I picking against West Virginia at home, Buck. You don't? I don't like doing it. Morgantown is not an easy place to roll into. I know that Oklahoma is rolling right now, but there's just some there's some magic. When the couches start getting burned there in West Virginia, I think their defense can keep this a game. I'm going to go West Virginia at home. I was almost with you, but then you the more you started talking, the, the more couches? I remember. Started talking about the couches. I remember that Texas probably should have won that game last week against West Virginia. I'm going to say OU with Joe Mixon and Westbrook. I think it's Westbrook, the receiver on the outside. All right, so Get you're going down. Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Okay. Ooh, here we go. Big game tonight. Ooh. Louisville versus Houston. This is an opportunity for Tom Herman to kind of – Reignite the buzz around his name because it's kind of fallen by the wayside. So who we got? Let's see. Uh, I almost Kent has Houston. This might should have Sully been with Louisville. This might should have been the two pointer. Yeah, I mean maybe we should have two two pointers. Um, yeah. What do you think? Who do you like? I'm gonna go with the view. I'm gonna go with Jackson. Action Jackson. I mean Houston. That is a tough place to play. T- I mean play. I know it's it wasn't at their own right building, there. but you remember? I mean Oklahoma went in there and just got trashed. Houston is well coached. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. They are a tough, tough football team. Already wrote you in. And Louisville is going to beat the brakes off. (laughs) 
Louisville is motivated. They're accusing them of cheating. Oh, Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. Wake Forest hit the man. game plan. Come, Come on, on, man. I know. I know. That's a bad one. They, they, I watched the tape, too, and they struggled. They kind of puttered around a little bit for three and a half quarters, and then once they hit the gas. It's hard to get motivated in Winston-Salem sometimes. Yeah. 2-0. Uh, 2-0. Uh, no, hard, hard, hard to get motivated. Nothing for the Mountaineers back in the day. Right, uh, right. Yeah, I'm going to go Louisville on that one. What we got next? Okay, Oklahoma State at TCU. Uh, I think across the board, I'm going Okie State. On the pokes, Oklahoma State at TCU. Everybody's going Oklahoma State. Yeah, so you're the only one at home. I could go lone wolf on this one, but uh, now you know what. Every time I've picked Oklahoma State, they've delivered. I'm gonna stick with Oklahoma State. Okay, Okie State. So Ohio State at Michigan State. Come on, man. Why we have this game on here? Wow, okay. Ohio State all around. They're gonna win by three touchdowns. Ooh, okay. Here we go. Florida down in Death Valley at LSU. You know, I mean, Florida's down like seven starters. Jared Davis not playing. Anzalone out for the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the quarterback's but, out. Yeah, but you got Austin Appleby. I'm going LSU. There's no debate on this one. I, I don't like that pick either, that that game either. Come on, Kent. You're better than that. Okay, so we got LSU down there in Death Valley. You know it was originally Death, D-E-A-F Valley because it was so loud. Really? But then after LSU beat Clemson in a bowl game, they, they took their was, name. They, they stole they their name. It? Yeah, they jacked their name. Ooh, this is a really good game on the West Coast. Make sure you stay up for Washington State at Colorado. Kent and Sully are going the Palouse Noose. What say you? Man. Come on now. I mean, Colorado. River Craycraft Col- is gone. Colorado's top ten. And it's not a one of the ten best top ten. Teams. Not one of the ten best. One of the ten best teams in the country, right there, Colorado. Uh, I can't wait for the Apple Cup, and the, and to make the Apple Cup, you know, all that I want it to be. You need. You I need, need to Washington win. State to take that one. I'm gonna go Washington State. Okay, let's go Colorado. You're gonna go Lone Wolf, Colorado. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Colorado. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a flashback to the days of Bienemy and uh, Rashawn Salam and all those. Yeah, all those guys. Oh man, why is this game on here? We go San Diego State versus Wyoming. Hmm. I mean, I can't go. Yeah, I can't go in San Diego State. I can't go Sully against, going I can't Wyoming. That's I mean, my hometown, man. I can't go against San Diego State. Give me Pumphrey for the win. Although I went against I went against Wyoming earlier this year, and it got me. I'm going to go with Wyoming in that one. You're going to go Wyoming? Wyoming, okay. It's at Wyoming. It's not an easy place to play, Laramie. Laramie. We've already, we've already bagged on Laramie. you got to see him in Fort Collins and drive up. Yeah, yeah, no question. I already went down that road. I'm not going to insult and find people at Laramie anymore. Lovely right. people. I just can't. It's so dry. My skin. It's <laughs> uh, Indiana at Michigan. Michigan, Michigan. Uh, Michigan man, after a loss. How bad are the to, games this week? Come on. I'm going to go with Michigan. I'm assuming you go with Michigan. I got Michigan. Whew, here we go. What are we doing? Clemson at Wake Forest. What? Clemson at Wake this Forest. Is the, oh, you know why. This is the SEC week off where they play yeah. all the – But come on now. The, the fight – the Demon Deacons. You know, I almost was a Demon Deacon. Tell me this. Almost was a Demon Deacon. If Carolina didn't come through with the offer, I would have been down there as a Demon Deacon playing right behind Ricky Prohl. So, I've told you I've told you my Wake Forest story. So, when I was transferring from northeast Louisiana, I had been in contact with Wake Forest. Had my visit set up to come down there. I think they were actually playing Carolina in a basketball game. Had my visit all set up. They called me like, I don't know, maybe four or five days before I was supposed to fly out there. Um, hey, we uh, we just we got the quarterback we wanted. We want you to come as a walk-on. Can't, so we can't do the visit, but we'd love to have you as a walk-on. I'm not going there as a walk-on. Come on, man. So I ended up going to Appalachian State. It was personal, huh? So we play them the third 
game of the season, something like that. We beat Wake Forest, scored Wayne touchdown in overtime. Person, did you punt it? Did you after punt the ball the, into the stands? Uh, no, I did not. But after the after the season was over, there was a coaching change. Mr. Caldwell went on to the National Football League. <laughs> ended up having uh, has had a lot of success as a, as assistant coach and, and the head coach now. So I like to think I'm somewhat responsible for his his NFL career taking off. Oh, it actually, wow. not much of me. It was all the other guys. But I did That's score. Right. I just scored the last touchdown. We won. Counts. we won. We won. Um, so yeah, neither one of us ended up at Wake Forest. All right, Clemson, Wake Forest, Clemson. You, you're not you're not brave enough to take Wake Forest. No, 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 no. Okay, here we go. This is a. Look, this is a battle now. This is a nice game here. USC at UCLA. Kent and Sully are going with the fight on Trojans. Um, I was I just just for a disclaimer, I was I was running stadium steps at UCLA yesterday morning. I got really? a chance to watch them practice. So maybe they didn't kick you, the they points. didn't kick you out of there? No, nah, I'm on the other side. They can't see it. I'm on the track. I was make sure break. if they can see you, you're not you're you're out. They're practicing early in the morning. They're getting ready. I heard a lot I saw a lot of guys stand extra. I mean, I don't know. UCLA, I mean, eight clap. I mean, this is a big game. It's a big game for them. This could, you are, so, you just are just, so picking USC. You don't I mean, even kid I'm yourself, just, man. I'm saying, I just, I just believe the Trojans. All right, I'm going to go USC as well. But I will say, Tack McKinley in a losing effort will get a couple sacks in this game. Don't sleep on him. He's a good player. I'm not, I'm not sleeping on him, but. Um, All right, we got this. This is just a crappy week of college games. I mean, it is what it is. You know you can't you you can't make chicken salad you know, but we, no we, we can't we can't we can't we do tried. it we, we we tried we tried as much as we, we tried our best all right that's gonna that's gonna do it for us here Buck nice work by you my friend we'll be back next week plenty of NFL to recap college to recap we'll start digging into the draft more as we get closer and closer the All Star Game is gonna be here before you know it uh, that's gonna do it for us thanks for checking us out thanks for downloading the uh, the podcast thanks for leaving comments and. And rating us on iTunes. We appreciate it and we'll see you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to NFL.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.